Welcome. You've tuned in to Living the Miracle with hosts Michael and Raphael Tamura. You were meant to live a joy-filled life, and you most certainly can. In this program, you will learn simple yet powerful psychic tools to help you fulfill your soul's purpose in this world. Now, here are your hosts, Michael Tamura and Raphael Tamura. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. I'm Raphael. And I'm Michael. The purpose for our show is to awaken souls, develop intuition, and fulfill purpose. No matter where you may be in the world today, and no matter what might be happening there or anywhere else, please remember that first and foremost, waking up in the morning is reason enough to be grateful for life. And we're delighted that you can join us for our show on this absolutely gorgeous day. With this show today, we're launching our 22nd season, that's 13 weeks each, our 22nd season of Living the Miracle on Voice America Internet Talk Radio Network. We're so happy to be here. Many of you know already that we choose chose a new theme for each season of 13 episodes that we bring to you weekly throughout the year. For our 22nd season, we're celebrating another kind of waking up that everyone is facing currently in some fashion all over the world. And this type of waking up you don't do just once at the beginning of each day. You're waking up to aspects of yourself and your life regularly every time you become more aware of them. Every new expansion or deepening of your awareness always requires you to make changes in how you look at and approach yourself in the way you have been living. It may at times be less comfortable and even downright awful or scary. So we decided to have as our guiding theme for this season, signs of spiritual and psychic awakening. I'm going to say that again, signs of spiritual and psychic awakening to help you navigate your journey of awakening as safely and happily as you can through the labyrinth of experiences you might not be familiar with. To help kick off addressing the various signs on your wonder-filled journey of spiritual and psychic awakening and growth, we're offering as our topic of exploration today, which is October 18th, 2023, psychic growth periods. It's not always easy being green. Whether anyone likes it or not, we are all in the midst of a global awakening that is going to continue for the long haul, probably even beyond our lifetimes. So we choose first to address the nature of spiritual and psychic development and the unavoidable and generally misinterpreted side effects, if you will, that they produce in everyone. Of course, for those of you who have had children to care for sometime during the past 54 years, or you grew up during that same time period and had access to television, you would most likely smile at our subhead for today's show, indicating that it may not always be easy being green during your psychic growth periods. 
Yes, the most award-winning and popular TV show that is just starting its 54th season very soon, Sesame Street, has as one of its leading characters, Kermit the Frog, who naturally is green all of the time. He has been known to lament from time to time the fact that he is green all of the time. Well, we're using Kermit's lament in reference to the process of your spiritual and psychic growth and how it can at times be a bit challenging, you see, on a psychic level. If you are clairvoyant and are aware of seeing the colorful layers of people's auras regularly, you may have noticed that at various times in a person's life, certain layers of their changing aura can turn a certain shade of green. We are referring to that particular green layer of your aura that indicates that you are, that you are in a big psychic and personal growth spurt. And the common experience of that is that it's not always easy to go through it to the other side of your psychic growing pains. First, why does a certain part of your aura turn green in color whenever you go into a major psychic growth phase? This particular green color that shows up in one or more of your layers in your aura indicate change in your awareness and energy in the aspect of yourself and your life that you express in that area of your aura as you go through such a change. You may recall that we've talked about the aura often in our shows and that the colorful bands of energy that every live person here displays day and night around their physical body is that soul's creative expression of itself through the vehicle of a body in which that soul, slash you, incarnates. The geometrical crystalline structure that forms the essential energy base of the formation of your body acts like much more of a sophisticated prism of sorts. You undoubtedly observed clear sunlight as it passed through facets of the prism and transformed into a consistent rainbow of seven colors coming out of another facet. In the case of your aura, you are the light and life of your body, you. As the incarnating soul in your body, you express your light through the prismatic structure of the various levels of your energy body, and it transforms into seven distinct layers of a multitude of colors around your physical body, as your aura. What you express as multiple colors as your aura on the outside is still your one light. With the choices you make in living your life and relating to everyone and everything in it and what you learn along the way, you shape the various bands and colors that show up in them as your current aura. Even though leaders of nations tend to give only occasional state-of-the-nation addresses, you are continuously giving the state of yourself and your mindset address through your aura every moment of your life. The individual colors and various layers of your aura maintain the same color so long as you don't make a fundamental change in who, what, how, when, and where you are or how you go about living your life or your purpose for incarnating and such. 
Generally speaking, you can identify that soul you know incarnated as your parent or best friend, for example, because from one day to the next, their aura remains pretty consistent in most of the colors and the layers. Many of you might have experienced a certain day, which many people who have known you over time make comments like, wow, did you change your hairstyle? Or is that a new blouse you have on? Whether you did either of those things or not. Those who are not aware of their clairvoyant ability to see people on a more subtle energy level may still notice that, well, something is definitely different in you than the last time they saw you. Because they can't yet validate what they are really seeing, they will go to a possible physical change in you. Often, if you've successfully come through your most recent psychic growth period to the other side of it and are in the process of integrating all the new changes within yourself, people might experience you in a very positive light. Life, too, I guess. (laughs) That's a beautiful new blouse you're wearing or What a nice new hairstyle, neither of which may actually be so for you, yet they are seeing the new you in your auric expression of yourself that wasn't there before. On the other hand, if people experience your still changing energies in the midst of your new psychic growth period and spiritual development, they may misinterpret their experience of you in a more negative light, such as, are you sick? What's wrong? Or even, you're not dying, are you? It could be the very same growth period you're going through, but it's during the phase where Kermit's sentiment definitely would resonate with you. It's not always easy being green. And boy, I'm an expert in that. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes. Well, first of all, you know, what I used to call the green people. When I was growing up, well, actually, I still do, (laughs) are those people who I saw with a predominant (laughs) green layer in their auras. In fact, that's one of the first things I saw around a person when I first became aware of my clairvoyance at that particular level in which you see auras. Some of you longtime listeners of our show might recall that I've mentioned before that I first saw clairvoyantly on a geometrical level. But after not finding any communication with anyone else about that level of awareness and not really having any understanding of it myself other than directly knowing where someone was in their life and relationships on a spirit level, I decided that that avenue of communication didn't work. As soon as I made that decision, I didn't see the geometry again until much later after I started my formal clairvoyant training at 20 years old. Nevertheless, when I stopped seeing the intricate geometry in relationship to others, I started becoming aware of the bands of colors around every person. Once again, I didn't understand what they were at the time, but I understood certain things about the person and what they were going through, especially at the time I was looking at them. That awareness started to start with seeing our new 14-year-old nanny and all-around helper to my family in Japan, 
on the day my father picked her up at the train station in Tokyo and brought her home to live with us and to train with us. I was four years old. As soon as my mother showed her where her room in the house would be, the girl fell asleep on the futon my mother made up for her as her bed on the tatami floor of her new room. Her aura turned a deep forest green and pretty much <laughs> filled up her whole small room. That's all I can see when I peeked into her room, which I wasn't supposed to, but, <laughs> you know, four years old. Yes. Uh, pretty much all I could see was her green aura. I could hardly see anything else. Of course, at the time, I had no conscious understanding of what the girl becoming all green like that meant. For that matter, I didn't know what an aura was, the word, just that everyone seemed to have one once I learned what the word was. Plus, I didn't know what to call the aura back then. I saw it, but I didn't know, you know, there's no term for it. I just described it as the cl colored cloud around each person. Yet the particular deep forest-like green that I saw all around her grabbed my interest immediately. I then discovered that not everyone had that particular color around them. In fact, way fewer people had that color. Later, I discovered that that particular color and that shade would be there for a varying period of time, but then it would turn into a different color. Not all colors did that. It wasn't until I started my training as a clairvoyant reader that I began to learn that that particular type of green was a transitional energy. The layer of color in a person's aura would go from having been another color to becoming green for a period of time and then change back, change into yet another color after that. The color before it turned green and the color after it went from green to something else remained more consistent, longer. Then during my training, I learned from my teacher that that green color, that particular green color, was indeed the color of change in the person, the color of learning and growth. When a person had that color in any layer of their aura, my teacher said that the person was in a growth period, <laughs> a period of time during which they were going through the big change involved in growing. On a physical level, we might call that growing pains, right? <laughs> and as with all manners of change, personal, psychic, or global, transitional times are always highly unstable and often tumultuous. Everything seems up in the air and nothing seems nailed down. We experience our growth periods in a variety of ways, but during a certain period of our growing transitions, we may feel like we can't make a decision or settle down 
or put our roots down anywhere because our life seems too chaotic or too much in a turmoil. We may not feel like we know which way is up or sideways anymore. It seems like a great time of confusion, doubt, worries, and not being able to have any certainty in ourselves or where we are headed in our lives. Mm -hmm. Anyone relate to those kinds of experiences? Oh, yes. First and foremost, when you do experience that overall sign of a major growth period in your life, don't jump to conclusions or try to make important decisions during that period. Chances are it will be challenging enough for you to decide what you want for dinner <laughs> or whether you're in the mood for a chocolate sundae or a scoop of vanilla on a waffle cone. The downside of such growth period symptoms is that you might overdose on both the chocolate and the vanilla ice cream or French fries, if you prefer, or any of the other countless number of junk foods you might have on tap as your go-to comfort food. Uh-huh. Avoid the temptation. You'll thank me for it later. Maybe much later. <laughs> this particularly challenging phase of a major growth period only lasts during the elimination cycle of your awakening, learning, and growing process. Yet it's generally the phase of spiritual and psychic growth that most people tend to get most stuck in longer than is necessary to get through that phase. Well, believe it or not, we're at our first break already, so we wanted to let you know that more and more awakening souls are discovering our new learning sanctuary for the soul at living, or not living, but livethemiracle.com, livethemiracle.com. We'll continue to add audio classes, seminars, and retreats over time, but our ongoing series of standalone and themed bundled classes, you might be more psychic than you think, with 63 full two-hour audio self-study classes you can pick and choose from to help you develop your soul abilities for your spiritual growth and fulfillment. For anyone looking for a comprehensive foundational course, we also have all six levels of our psychic tools and life mastery practices for fulfilling your soul purpose course available on our site, also known as, for short, the Levels course. Check them out at livethemiracle.com. It's time to live more of your psychic life. We'll be right back to continue with Psychic Growth Periods. It's not always easy being green. We'll be right back. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. The best book ever. Transformational. Incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. 
a must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer, the award-winning book by Michael J. Tamora, beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. are listening to Living the Miracle. Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. It's great to have you back. Our topic of exploration today has been psychic growth periods. It's not always easy being green. So let's continue. Yeah, before the break, I was talking about chocolate and vanilla ice cream. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) that came up because, you know, we all have comfort foods to to go to, right? When we're, we're we're not in our tip-top shape and we're not feeling our best and whatever the situation might be and we we want some comfort (laughs) Uh, but anyway well that's in reference to when you're in a psychic growth period I was mentioning earlier it's like growing pains right it's 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 going to not the whole time you're growing is difficult Oh, there's just usually just one phase, which is particularly challenging for many of us, which is the time period or the early phase of making a big change in yourself, in your life, in the way you do things, in the way you relate to everyone and everything, whatever the case might be. It might be very specific to one particular thing that really rocks you and changes your whole attitude, your whole perception about something and your attitude about something. And that would that would make a big change uh, in, internally. And so, or it could be much more universal for you. Uh, it, it's across the board. But this particularly challenging phase of a, of a major growth phase, is usually the part where you're eliminating the old, you're letting go of the past, and 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 especially whatever you were holding on to from the past, past grudges and regrets, disappointments and and fear and anger and guilt and blame, all those kinds of things. Oh, past is already past. There's nothing you can do about it to try to change it. So sooner or later, we come to the realization, oh, yeah, I got to just drop it. Mm-hmm. Huh. But that part, all that 
so-called negativity, all the stuff that you don't like, you know, the stuff that got you hung up on them in the first place, pain and remorse, whatever. That's the stuff that kind of sticks in your mind for a while, right? Yeah. You know it's done with, but you can't get over it and all that stuff. So when you make a big change in yourself by making a decision, whatever, that's the first stuff that really starts to surface. The stuff you buried deep underneath that you didn't think you even had or remember anymore, but it starts to surface. And and when it starts to surface, before you can let it go, before the, the old stuff can get eliminated, before the negativity could be dispensed with out of your system, oh, you become aware of it. Ah, so that's that's the... It's not always easy being green, part of the green. <laughs> and the green isn't just, I mentioned particular shade of green, but it's not just one shade. There's, there's a gradation of that. And, and at the time when it's, when it's the, the strongest and most intense and most difficult for a person, that's the green I was talking about when I that I first saw with our new nanny uh, huge huge uprooted from the you know only place she's ever known which was home in the country in the village and uh, she's by herself you know put on a train by her parents to to get shipped off uh, to for a 10 12 hour ride to the biggest city in Japan. That in itself is a major, major change, right? And so that catapults her, but also she's going to be living not with her own family, but from as a family of strangers. And not only family of strangers, but a family of strangers that was bicultural. Yeah, we, we, we were living in middle of Japan and and we spoke Japanese and everything and had Japanese customs but we also were American by citizenship ah I went to an American school my father was in the American military and and uh, during the Korean War all those kind of things and and now he was working for the US government in Japan as a civilian so that's that's a lot to take in for, especially for a fourteen-year-old girl from from the farms, and uh, but it was her choice. Her parents gave her the choice of, hey, which you have, you're not going to go to school any further than what you reached at fourteen years old. So because you're not going to go to college, and at that time. Those who are not college bound just finished at 14 years old of schooling and they had to go to work. So the choice she had was given to her by her parents was either work for the local uh, rice farmer or we ship you off to Tokyo to work with a uh, American Japanese family and be their 
children's, you know, babysitter, nanny, au and pair. cook, au pair, basically, and, and, and all around domestic help. And that's what she chose. So there was a part of her that was really looking at, hey, I want to out of here and, and go to the big city and, you know, have a life, which she uh, chose well because being with us, she got to experience all kinds of things that she would have never experienced if she had stayed home, right? So she got herself out of a huge comfort zone, but it paid off. So anyway, um, and she became part of her family very quickly. So it really helps when you become a growth period connoisseur of sorts <laughs> or a veteran of growth periods and because you start to understand the signs and symptoms of psychic and spiritual growth and not panic worry resist or try to solve them as problems any of you ever do that oh yeah once you something's a little different something's you know not in your comfort zone and you immediately address it like it's a problem but what i'm saying here is a psychic growth period may feel like that it may even look like it sound like it but it's not a problem it's just a transitional phase that you need to just write it out best you can it's a bit like when you receive a text from a family member to call home as soon as you can and you can choose to jump to the conclusion, oh my God, something terrible has happened at home to one of my family members. Did anybody say that? No, the text doesn't have that. But you, you jump into the panic mode trying to figure out what's going on and who's, who's did it, who did it happen to? Is, is the house on fire? What, what's going on? And, and you're already looking at what am I going to do about it? Even though I have no idea what it is yet. <laughs> so, you know, that's not going to help one iota, even if something unfortunate did happen. Huh. But chances are it didn't. And regardless of the nature and purpose of that text, if you realize that it's just communication, that there is more clarifying communication forthcoming when you call home. And then <clears throat> at that point, most likely you'll find out much more about what this text saying call home is about, right? After all, it could be wonderful news that the person wanted to share with you at the very least on a uh, phone call person to person, if not, in that phone call, that person might have said, hey, just <coughs> stop on by after work or something like that. We got some good news. The challenging part of your overall process of spiritual and psychic growth usually happens during the early phase after you experience a new level of awareness and make a new decision based on that new awareness that sets you on a different course in your life in some way. 
from the direction you were previously going. Huh. It may be a major shift. It could be not so big, but generally the bigger that change of course is, ah, the bigger the growth period. It may follow your new awareness that you really aren't happy where you are living or with your work or relationship situation, and you make a new decision to make that major shift in your life in a way that would be more truly able to fulfill your sole purpose here. Such a decision can catapult you into a psychic growth period that necessitates changing the way you live as the incarnating soul in this world. So it brings up all this stuff in relation relationship. How do you relate to the world? How do you relate to yourself? How do you relate to the people you're with or specific person? How do you relate to your work situation, your family situation, whatever the case might be? So a psychic growth period always brings up the stuff that's in your relationship space, not just with one particular person or anything like that. All relationship, your relationship with your life. Or you could experience it as a kind of identity crisis. You realize that you can no longer continue being the person you've been or continuing to behave in the way you've been behaving. You might have discovered that you've been on a dead-end path or strayed from your own inner truth of who you intuitively always knew yourself to be. One way or another, you propel yourself headfirst, or maybe I should say soul first, (laughs) into a new growth period of shifting from who you thought you were to who you've always been underneath and beyond all of that. For a while, you might feel like you don't know who you are at all. Huh. I mean, big growth period, you go from, hey, I, I'm on top of the world here. I know who exactly who I am and exactly where I'm going and da-da-da-da-da-da. Everything's peachy keen. And next thing, you're going, uh. <laughs> what's my name? <laughs> what time is it? Are my shoelaces tied? Yeah, that's what Raphael says. Are my shoelaces tied? That's why I don't try to wear shoes with shoelaces. <laughs> I like the slip on. And so, uh, why is all that? Because you're no longer being the person or the way you used to be, but you haven't yet discovered and embraced at least a more of the truth of who you have always been as spirit inside. Ah, It's always about, ultimately, it's always about you're getting closer to who you really are and being the real you rather than being kind of a 
fictionalize you, being the you that you thought you should be, so people would like you, blah blah blah. You'd be popular, you'd be successful because successful people all are like this. So I should be more like that. We ha- we all go through that part of our learning process of being here in an incarnation. But once you kind of get a handle on some of that stuff, or you come to the conclusion none of it really worked because you're not happy. <laughs> then you start looking at okay, I'm not really truly satisfying myself. I'm not fulfilling who I am inside. So who is this inside? And that is what propels the real growth period, psychic growth period, is the awareness of you as the soul that you are, immortal. It's also very much like on the physical level, <clears throat> when you go on a fast to get healthier in a day or two of feeling better and lighter inside your body, you might feel like you crash and burn in the detox phase of the fast. When the detoxing really starts to kick in, you start releasing on a body level long-held toxins out of your body. And that's generally not going to be a pleasant experience, right? So what? You know, why did I do this in the first place? This is a problem. No, it's not a problem. It's it's just if you don't realize, you know, you're you're fasting, you're detoxing. This is before you feel better. Uh, generally, you're going to go through that. The same thing happens on each and all of the levels of your incarnation here, including what you might experience as your emotional, mental, soul, or psychic self. For example, during this phase of your new awakening and growth on an emotional level, you'd be purging old, long-held feelings that have no relevance to where you are anymore. Or on a mental level, you might need to release old patterns of thinking and beliefs that have been holding your development back for some time. Yep, that's where the saying that's it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks tend to apply best. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't have to be an old dog like me. (laughs) Woof. Many people around the world regularly approach any kind of change like it's Custer's last stand or in refusal to make way for the inevitable newness and consequent changes coming into their lives. Those who are much more willing and prepared for their inevitable awakening and growth period, growth process, will be realized that the old energies and patterns have to be surrendered before they can grow and heal. Well, our second break is almost here, so we'd like to take this moment To remind those of you ready to learn extraordinary psychic tools and life mastery practices to help you fulfill and live your soul purpose, that we have a great comprehensive audio self-study course for you. You can try out our course with a free two-hour introductory class to our six-level course on our online learning sanctuary for the soul at livingthemiracle.com. Also, if you like our show and feel you benefit from what we offer, please consider checking out our new Patreon site at patreon.com slash livingthemiracle and pledging $7 a month to help us with a little of the expenses of offering our weekly show to you. 
We'll be back in a flash and we'll continue with psychic growth periods. It's not always easy being green. We'll be right back. America is on LinkedIn. Connect with us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura. Find out more about everything that they offer at michaeltamura.com. And be sure to sign up for their free monthly newsletter. The best book ever. Transformational, incredible information. One of the best books I've ever read. Inspirational. A must-read for anyone interested in accomplishing their purpose. That's what readers around the world are saying about You Are the Answer. The award-winning book by Michael J. Tomorrow, Beloved spiritual teacher and clairvoyant visionary. Order your copy now at Amazon.com. If you love Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamora, you'll love their teleclasses, seminars, and retreats. Check out their upcoming events at michaeltamora.com forward slash events. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. listening to Living the Miracle, Michael and Raphael would love to hear from you. Reach the show today by calling 1-888-346-9141. Again, that's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to livingthemiracleradio at gmail.com. Now back to Living the Miracle. Welcome back. Welcome back. We've been sharing with you not only from our observations of others as clairvoyant spiritual teachers, but also from our personal experiences of going through them ourselves. We've been talking about psychic growth periods and why it's not always easy being green. So let's see what the future guidance we let's see what future guidance we can offer you today about how to navigate yourself and your life through your many psychic and spiritual awakening experiences. Yes, and, you know, I was talking about before the break that um, the general process of growth periods and, the, and what part of the whole growth cycle that we get into during our transitional <clears throat> stage is the more challenging part for most of us because that's the part where emotions come up you know uh, and, and these are not most people misinterpret those emotions that they're starting to feel as current and this is how i feel now or at least i must because this is how i'm feeling never true with a growth period those fairly intense feelings especially the more negative ones that come up for you is of the past it's it's the stuff you're finally letting go of from deep inside of you that you might have completely submerged or or forgotten about over time and so that's why i'm sure if you really tuned in intuitively you'll recognize why am i feeling this way 
I shouldn't be feeling this way. And that's the first sign that, oh, yeah, I am not feeling this way right now, but I'm feeling these feelings. Where, where are they coming from? Oh, yeah, they're coming from before. They're coming from the past. Ah, oh, they're coming out from the past into my uh, open awareness, so the newer awareness I am having. And uh, whereas before I was kind of unconscious of it, but now I'm very conscious of it. <laughs> I'm very aware. I feel it. I see it, you know, everything. And it's time for me to make that decision to, I'm just going to let it pass by. I don't have to try to solve them. I don't have to think about it, worry about it, you know, resist it, panic, anything. I just have to let it go. Ah, but many of you might realize, oh, isn't that the tough part of a growth period? Letting go. Saying goodbye, so to speak. Even if it's stuff you just can't stand, saying goodbye to an old familiar curmudgeon of a neighbor type of a thing. <laughs> you got used to uh, fighting with that person or something, you know, over years. And so, oh, yeah, parting is such sweet sorrow. <laughs> and so we start this process of letting go. And in order for you to let let things go, you have to recognize, oh, yeah, that's what I'm feeling all this stuff. That's why all these thoughts I don't want to have right now are coming up. They're from my past. I don't have to deal with them other than just go recognizing it and going, oh, yeah, uh, clear the house. Uh, this is spring cleaning. I want to be prepared for the new. And to do that, I need to let go of the old. And most certainly all of us are called to do this at one time or another. I'd like to use an example of a type of growth period that many people go through. And that's the growth period for a woman. It would be, say, finding out she is pregnant. Or for a man, the same thing, to find out his uh, lady friend or wife or uh, girlfriend <laughs> announces to him, I'm pregnant. <laughs> This is a life changer for many people, and this is more of a physical thing in a sense, but it's definitely it definitely causes a spiritual growth period. And just what Michael was talking about is if the woman decides to keep the pregnancy, the change in that person's life is ginormous. It's letting go of her identity of not being a mother or just being a mother to one person or for a mother who's had a lot of children and doesn't want any more, for instance, that another baby is coming, whatever the case may be, it's going to cause a shift in that person's life in a huge kind of way. And if they want that baby, or if that baby is meant to come in and come through, changes definitely are going to be made, including uh, everything from if that person is taking care of themselves correctly, uh, even refinement in their diet, uh, creating space in their house or maybe moving to another house. It just goes from, uh, it 
sort of goes into a lot of different boxes in that person's life of where they're shifting their attention, their creativity, and their energy. But first, they have to let go of who they were before that pregnancy. And that's a big deal for some people who are hanging on to, let's say, a a 25- or 30-year-old person or 35-year-old person who's been single or uh, childless all their lives, and all of a sudden this comes up unexpectedly or even expectedly. It's still going to put that person in that huge growth period of what uh, of action in a sense there's action that goes on here it's not unsimilar to someone who's unloading uh, on a growth period level not on the exact thing but someone who's unloading their alcohol habit or their drug habit you know it's something it's a habit so it's something they're doing over and over and over again and they're used to it and they like it and whatnot until they don't or until their health problems start to come about. And the body starts to tell you, you know, this is not good for you. And letting, in order to, quote unquote, stop doing these things, you have to make very deliberate changes in your life in order to succeed, you know, have a success in letting go of alcohol or drugs. And it's quite difficult for some people. And I always like to encourage people going through this that it takes 21 days from what I've read over and over again to stop a bad habit. So stick with it, those of you that are going through that. Also, with changes in growth periods, the the growth period follows the decision to make a change or a change that comes your way, such as the birth of a new person into a family or the death of a person or even changing jobs and whatnot. Uh, A lot of times, those of you who are more sensitive and psychically oriented, you'll feel like something's coming. This happens to me a lot is I'll tell Michael there's something big coming. (laughs) In fact, I think I said that a couple weeks before he ended up in the hospital. There's something big coming, and I don't know what it is, but I'm sure it will reveal itself, which it will. So once that big thing appears in your life, it's one of your life experiences for for you to grow with. This helps your soul grow when a challenge happens or when a really wonderful thing happens. Each thing presented to you in front of you, as I like to say, gives you a chance for your soul to, to, for you to grow your soul. So if it requires you to be flexible, let's say with finding out someone in your family is very sick, if you're not flexible or too emotional, you're not going to be able to, to, uh, create clear actions and create the space in order to work with that other person or even yourself if you're the one going through it. So a lot of times when that change presents itself, the growth period as you're going through it is releasing all the old expectations, all the old patterns in a sense of how you've lived your life before and gives you the space to create something that's going to work with the new change. Yeah, and before we finish out this uh, 
show today and everything. Uh, I know many of you are okay asking, what do I do about this? How, how do I do all that stuff? And uh, my quick answer to that is going to be, uh, look us up on the livethemiracle.com site, uh, www.livethemiracle.com site, and that's got our classes and courses and whatnot, but there's also a free um, two-hour spiritual toolkit, as well as a free two-hour uh, lecture introduction class to, to our foundation course. But the toolkit is one that I'm recommending to you right now because they'll teach you about grounding, uh, the process of the practice of grounding yourself from the first chakra to the center of the earth, uh, how to run the earth and cosmic energies through your correct channels in your body and start helping you maintain your chakra and energy system and everything. And, uh, all the basic tools that we teach, the psychic tools that we teach, that's that's the foundation for everything else <laughs> that we we teach people to to uh, be able to accomplish. So that's that's my quick answer for now. And and in terms of the psychic growth periods, um, Raphael brought up a really great example of. You know, if you're a woman and you get pregnant, all of a sudden you weren't expecting it and you find yourself pregnant or a guy who's with that woman finds his partner is pregnant. And that could be a, a big change. But I'd like you to kind of look at, oh, but isn't that what we do as souls incarnated here in bodies? We we give birth every time we create something to manifest in this world, whether it's a job or a relationship or a house or a career, a creative project, art piece, song, whatever, writing. So whatever it is you create to manifest in this world in your life, whether you think it's really good stuff or not, doesn't make any difference. It's still your creative power. And you're birthing your creative power into this world in some kind of material form. Speech, writing, uh, music. music, business, politics, science. It doesn't matter. So anyway, just a little thought to leave you with. And I guess I'm getting the call to... <laughs> Wrap it up. Mute myself. <laughs> yeah, no, you, never, you never have to mute yourself. Well, we're just about at the end of our show today. We're glad and grateful that you joined us for this episode and hope that it offered you much inspiration and insights into the signs and manifesting manifestations of your continuing psychic and spiritual awakening and a few psychic tools to help you go through them successfully to your destination. At this point, it's recognizing them. Be sure to join us next Wednesday as we continue to explore the many unusual but normal experiences under the overall theme for this new season, Signs of Spiritual and Psychic Awakening, with our next episode, It's a Sign, Messages from Spirit. Until then, be inspired, use your imagination, and follow your intuition joyfully. This is Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura, 
We'll see you next week. We appreciate your joining us today. Living the Miracle with Michael and Raphael Tamura can be heard live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. Eastern Time and 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until we talk again next week, remember to wake up to who you are. It's your purpose here on Earth.